Welcome to BTOP Live, the podcast. Hey, BTOPers. Welcome to another episode of Baseball Training for Older People Live. Uh, this episode is with John Rubinow. And this was an interview that I did earlier this year in 2021. Um, I'm pretty sure it was January, February, because we were just uh, been uh, the the hand of God uh, was revealed as uh, the winter vortex in Oklahoma swept through, and we reached uh, temperatures that hasn't been seen in a hundred years. And so um, it was definitely uh, um, a, a a month to remember in January. And so it was somewhere around that time that uh, we did this interview. And uh, John Rubinow is a really interesting guy, has a passion for the game. And you definitely don't want to miss this episode to hear about what he has going on with the Pro Baseball Clinic. And so, but just to take care of a couple things, uh, you know, I appreciate those of you that listen to this podcast. And uh, it would be really helpful if you just give us that five-star review if you really like it. And if you have it in you to uh, write some nice words in the review section of uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, um, it'd be doubly appreciated. Um, also, make sure you head over to the Baseball Training for Older People Facebook page and Instagram page, which can be found using the handle at baseballers for life and uh, four is the number four, not the written out version of four. So it's baseballers, the number four, and the word life. Um, and I'll get you to our Facebook page and Instagram page. Please go on to our YouTube channel and subscribe to that. I'd like to build up the subscriber count if we could. Um, and uh, at this point, the best way to get over there is just to go and onto the search bar of YouTube and type in baseball training for older people. Uh, once we surpass 100 subscribers, um, I can get a custom URL for that YouTube channel. And also, uh, when you're on the Facebook page, make sure you join our uh, BTOP Legends group. That's really where all the fun happens, guys. You definitely want to be a part of that group. So anyways, that was uh, the sponsorship for today. Um, and uh, so I don't want to take any more of your time. Um, John Rubinow, uh, as I said, has a passion for this game, and he has taken it upon himself to put together a special clinic utilizing professional coaches, MLB coaches, uh, to help amateur baseball players uh, improve their game and their craft. And uh, from my understanding, it's uh, it's it's uh, um, a little bit like uh, fantasy camp in that you're working with uh, MLB coaches on a, on a, a, a MLB owned facility, but it is in a lot of ways much more different in that it is specifically focused on helping. Uh, you improve your skills and it's not so much uh, something that's there to, uh, for the experience of being in Fenway Park or in Pirate or in uh, any ball, you know, whatever your favorite ballpark is, your favorite ball club. Uh, it's not um, uh, there to create that type of experience, but it's help you hone in your skills and doing it somewhere like Pirate City, for example, near Sarasota. So 
Uh, it's in, I think, Bradenton, uh, Florida. And uh, so uh, getting to spend three or four days in the Pirates facility, working with uh, major league coaches, hitting coaches, pitching coaches, and so on and so forth. Uh, what an awesome experience. And so that was, you know, this interview took place almost a year ago and this camp, or I'm sorry, this clinic is coming up in just a couple weeks and I'm going to be headed out there and I cannot wait uh, to go out there and, and have this experience. So without further ado, I introduce you to John Rubinow with the Pro Ball Baseball Clinic. All right, so without further ado, introduce you guys to John Rubinell with Pro Ball Baseball Clinic. John, thanks for being here, man. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, so we finally connected. And uh, as I mentioned last time on the videos, like, I could, after talking with you the first time we met, I feel like I could talk to you forever about baseball. I love baseball. So do I know. you, I could tell. Yeah, it's in our blood. Yeah. So where, where are you? Tell everybody where you're located right now. Right now, I, li I live, I, this is at my house, I live in La Quinta, California, which is about a half an hour east of Palm Springs. So it's a beautiful weather now, but come May through September, right. it's going to get toasty. So right. I'm enjoying <clears> the we nice just weather while we have it. We just got through with a winter vortex here in Oklahoma City, so... It's, uh, I grew up in Connecticut, so I can empathize with you. <laughs> Let me ask you this. In Connecticut, did they go from uh, sub-zero temperatures to 40 in like two days? Not that drastic. <laughs> no. But it, we playing, playing, being a kid in New England, growing up in New England, you don't know how bad the weather is because that's the cards you're dealt as a kid, so you think that's your norm. But as I look right. back, man, the weather sucks in New England. It's it, the summer is muggy and buggy. It's nice in the fall for playing baseball. You know, you can't, the snow melts in, in April. So it's too muddy. And then you get May and June and July and August. Right. Uh, it's, it's okay, but it's, it's not, a. there are not too many major leaguers from new England. Let's just put it that way. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, I know the last day that it snowed here, or the last day that there was snow on the ground, it was about 40 degrees. That was the day it melted. And uh, my kids, like, you know, they took their coats off. They were burning up because we were having, like, negative 25-degree wind chill. Uh, it's crazy, man. We've, I mean, yeah. that's unheard of in Oklahoma. So, yep. But, yep. Yeah, I was talking to a friend that lives in Dallas, and he's got leaks in his house, and it was crazy. I know. It's yeah. just one of those weird things. I know it's pretty crazy. Well, man, I appreciate you taking the time out to do this. Uh, as we begin, um, just tell everybody. Or I'll just ask you questions. We'll just have a conversation here. Oh, uh, what's your journey in baseball, by the way? Especially with men's leagues, or or this desire to want to help men get better at it, amateur ball players. I uh, this was back in 1992. I was living in LA, and I was working as a doc. And I saw in the back of an orthopedic surgery journal, it said Big League Baseball Sports Medicine Conference, Reno, Nevada. So I'm thinking, baseball, okay, that's cool. I haven't played baseball for since 1979, I think. And this is 1992 now. And uh, 
it was kind of like a fantasy camp for doctors. I didn't, I had no idea what it was going to be like, but it was in Reno. I could write it off. There was gambling and it was baseball. It's like, sign me up. You know, that's (laughs) a beautiful thing. So, so I ended up going and it basically was a fantasy camp for doctors. And they had these ex players. They had Tony Oliva and Johnny Roseboro and Orlando Cepeda, all these older guys. And I could still play a little bit. I think, how old was I then? 38, something like that. So I was still pretty young and, and I could play. And most of the doctors were terrible. I mean, they're just terrible baseball players. So a couple of the guys that lived in Los Angeles asked me if I wanted to play on their team. And I said, what do you mean? What are you talking about? No, we're, we, we play on a baseball team. I said, there's a baseball league for old men. I had never heard of MSBL. And I went, Okay, I'll do it. And uh, what year is this? I forget. I was taking ground balls at this fantasy camp, and I come back off the field, and Orlando Cepeda walks up to me and he puts his arms around me. And he's a big dude. And he goes, You can play. You used to play the game. I can tell you can still play. And I'm like, Holy crap. <laughs> Baby Bo is saying that to me. And it was, it was yeah. fun. And I ended up playing this in the summer league in LA. And our team was awful, just awful. But uh, we ended up playing other teams and some guys from a team that was pretty good said, hey, you want to play on our team next year? I said, sure. And I ended up playing on that. So that was 94, 93. And I ended up playing with those, that was those guys for, gosh, 10, 10 years or more and had a blast, just had a blast. And, uh, and I also played NA, some NABA. So I played a lot of baseball and just it was so much fun just to put on the uniform you know and put on the spikes right. and go out there you you, you lose oh. automatically lose like 30 years off of your real life just by going out of the baseball field <laughs> well fun. that's one thing that i'm hearing a lot of people talk about is uh the youth that it brings it's like a fountain of youth in it a is. way maybe not physically even for some people even that because they're working at getting in shape but just the way it makes you feel you know yeah and, yeah and just being around other guys, you know, you could be sitting at home and, or, you know, I guess, you know, I play a little golf, but you could be playing golf on a Sunday, but heck, why not go be playing baseball? It's just so much more fun. You know, it's, yeah, no a blast. it's a blast. So I, um, I did that and I, and I was playing on this team and I was a pitcher and I wasn't very good. I mean, I was an okay player and um, my breaking ball had left me and I don't throw very hard. So I need to mix it up and, and I thought, God, I got to find a, a camp, some place that's going to teach me how to throw a better curveball. So I go online, and it's just the beginning of this whole internet stuff. And I found out that there were fantasy camps for old, you know, for older guys, you know, team affiliated, Dodgers and Yankees, et cetera, et cetera, Red Sox, and and then there were tons of instructional camps for kids, but no instructional camp for the adult player. And I thought. There got to be guys like me throughout the country that love baseball, that would love to learn. I mean, my coaches growing up were were teachers, you know, they weren't baseball players. And it's not, it's different now. I mean, there's some really good programs now that have ex major leaguers and ex minor Mm. leaguers, college players. But back, back in the day when I was growing up, you know, Mike, he was an English teacher or earth science teacher. He just did the best Mm -hmm. he could. And, so I, I came, I just came up with this idea. To, how about starting a camp that I would like to go to, that I would, that I would go to. So I'd go, Hey, that's pretty cool. So I thought maybe I can get some major league coaches 
and, and just form a camp. And I didn't know any coaches. And one of my good friends used to play major league baseball and he's pretty well known. And I pitched him the idea and he said, Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. And I said, can I drop your name in a letter? And he said, yeah, go ahead. And so I did it on my medical stationery. So the coaches wouldn't think I'm some crackpot guy. And I sent out about 50 letters to coaches care of like Atlanta Braves, Fulton County stadium. I mean, as generic as can be. And I'll, I'll never forget. Cause I had about a big stack of envelopes and I put them in the, uh, opened up the, the little slot, the mailbox slot and I dropped them in and it was too thick and they all got stuck. And I had to, you know, shimmy the door and they all went down except one. And I pulled it out and it said, Leo Mazzoni, care of Atlanta Braves baseball club, Fulton County stadium. And I put it back in the mailbox and I went, Leo Mazzoni's not going to come to my camp. He's the most famous baseball co- pitching coach in the major leagues. Like four days later, I get a call from him. And he goes, what's this? I got your letter. You know, what, I don't want to do a fantasy camp. I said, no, it's not a fantasy camp. This is what I want to do. This is my vision. And he goes, I'm in. And I hung up the phone. I went, oh, my God. I got Leo Mazzoni to come to my camp. Now I got to get other coaches. <laughs> and through another friend that I know, he knew a guy that um, the late Wendell Kim, who was a coach at, for Montreal at the time, the Expos. And he came to camp. And I don't know how I got Joe Madden, who was the bench coach for the Angels, to come. And Joe was uh, our camp coordinator for the first three or four years of the camp. He, oh, I would love to have him back. He's amazing. He is, uh, talk about a teacher. He's so smart and a great communicator. Uh, I was so lucky to, to get him. And I've, be, you know, I've stayed friends with him for now almost 20 years. Wow, um, that's really and cool. the camp has grown. It's pretty much a word of mouth thing. I don't do very much advertising. I'm not a businessman. I'm not a marketer. And mm-hmm. guys just... Just, guys just find it. They find it on the net and they come and they go, oh my God, this is insane. I just spent 45 right. minutes with the hitting coach for the Cleveland Indians and they, they bring their buddies next year. And it just has just grown over the years. And we've been doing it since 02. I think this is the 20, maybe the 22nd camp because a couple of years we've done uh-huh. two camps. So it's just one of those things. And I love it. It's a, it's a labor of love. I'm not getting right. rich on this. I just love I love doing it. And what I really love, Josh, is seeing first-year guys that have never gone. They have no idea what to expect. And after the first half day, they come up to me and they go, holy crap, this is insane. This is so cool. I wish I had done this, you know, years ago. So it, it's really rewarding for me. I watch guys that are terrible the first day. I mean, not, not too good. And by the end of the fourth day, they're hitting the ball. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing how much yeah. work – because most of us don't work every day for hours, for six or eight hours a day. Right. You know, we play a game. We maybe have a team that does a practice once a week and then we play our game. But this is really concentrated stuff and they take thousands of swings. I mean, they're, they're dragging. Um, day four. That's really cool. <laughs> you, so, if you come, you're going to come. You're going to be dragging too. <laughs> I hope so, man. Like you said, it's not a fantasy camp. Man. It sounds you know, like a fantasy, fun. but let it's me ask you this. Fun. Um, can you explain to everybody the difference between a fantasy camp and what you're doing? Well, I have never done a true fantasy camp, but there are coaches that have done the fantasy camp that have now coached with me at my, in my camp or clinic. And it's very different. Um, nothing wrong with a fantasy camp. It's it, I think it's geared more towards fans of the game or, you know, they still love baseball, but they're not as interested in instruction 
It's not instructionally based. Uh, fantasy camp guys play against fellow campers. They might play a game or a double header every day. And the last day of the camp, they play a game against the X pros. We, we might play one game uh, in the afternoon. We have, you know, three or four fields. If guys want to play in a game, guys can play games anytime at home. Why would you waste a time playing a game when you can get Alan Trammell or, you know, Jim Hickey or any of these guys to teach you one-on-one to be a better player. So most of the guys opt for more drill work or sim games where we stop the game and go, Hey, you missed your cutoff, man. You got to be here. You got to be, you know, give me 15 feet or 20 feet behind us, the trail guy on the cutoff. So it's, you're really teaching guys how to play the game the right way. You know, I'm sure, you know, I don't know the level of play at your leagues, but I see a lot of mistakes. I mean, I mean, major leaguers make mistakes. Look at all the pitchers that you see on the mound. They give up a run. They give up a hit. They're moping on the, on the mound. I've never seen a play at the rubber in my life. There's always a place to be on the baseball diamond. So even at the major league level, guys make mistakes. And we sometimes coaches bring videos of bloopers or, you know, just errors made at the major league level. So, it, it, you know, we're human. But, you know, you want to you want to play the game as, as best as you possibly can and do it the, the right way. So that's what we're about. We're all about instruction. We're not about playing games so much. And I think right. fantasy games are pretty much geared towards playing games. It's a very different. It, it appeals to a different mindset for a player. These are guys that want to get better. OK. And anybody can play. I mean, you can go any level. I've got guys that haven't played since Little League and they're now 40. And then I've got guys that just want to teach their kids and, you know, they're a little league coach. And then I've got guys that are, are pretty good and played college baseball and haven't played for a while. Right. So it's, there's a, a wide variety of levels and, and athletic abilities. Cool. So <clears throat> kind of walk people through the process of like, um, you know, uh, you obviously they're obviously going to buy a plane ticket and get out there and then they arrive to, is it uh, Pirate City? Is that right? Yeah, Pirate City is in Bradenton, Florida, which is about an hour south of Tampa. So there are two uh, airports that service that area. One is Sarasota, Bradenton, which is a smaller airport, and it's about 20, 15 or 20 minutes from Pirate City. But they have less flights, and they're more expensive. Most of the guys fly into Tampa because of um, there's just many more flights to choose from, and it's cheaper. And once I get guys, their flight itineraries, I group them together. And, you know, these guys are coming in at 425. You're coming in at 425. I put them all together so that they can, you know, either rent an Uber or a shuttle or something like that. And the Pirates also have three vans to take players back and forth. Mm -hmm. So the beauty about Pirate City is that it's self-contained. The dorms are there and they're really nice. I mean, you know, professional players use those dorms. And you get out of the dorm and you walk 30 feet to the dining hall and then another 60 feet to the at training room or clubhouse, and then you ride out and go out into the fields. So there's no wasted time. It's it's a beautiful complex, and it's it's perfect for for what we do. That's great. So the way, when we talked about this earlier, this is the impression that you gave me is that once I get to the facility, everything's pretty much laid out at that point. Like I don't have to worry about foods, uh, lodging. Everything, Everything is kind of laid out. Everything. 
You know, you get there, depends if you get there. Um, so we're, we, are, we're, we go Thursday through Sunday and guys get in on Wednesday. And if you get in early enough, usually the clubhouse guy, the club, he's open the clubhouse until 7 p.m. So if guys get into Pirate City before 7 p.m., you can unload your gear in the clubhouse and hang up everything in your locker and have everything ready. So the next morning, our meeting is pretty early, 7 or 7.30, and can have everybody dressed, obviously not have cleats because we're going to have – our meeting will be inside. Um, and then we'll do, you know, player and staff introductions and guys talk about what they want to learn and coaches, you know, do some hitting philosophy and, and – maybe bring a, a bat and a tee and just talk about basic mechanics just as a, as a starter. And then usually the first day from nine 30 to 12 30, um, we're doing various hitting stations. So we've got a, a bunch of cages and, and then a live BP and then a machine and then a, a bunting and base running station. So everybody rotates. So we get three hours of good work in. And then in the afternoon after lunch, we do defense, individual and team defense, cutoffs, relays, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, guys that want to play games will play games. And guys that want to just do more work, um, what, whatever you want to do, more outfield work or, or hitting, um, and that the afternoon is yours. So you can, you can really tailor what you want to do. That's the beauty of the camp. There's you know, guys say, well, can I switch positions? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. I mean, I've got guys that have never caught before. And we have a great, the, our catching guy, we have two, Don Wakamatsu who's the bench coach for the, for the Rangers. And then we have uh, Joe DiPastino, who's the catching coordinator for the Tigers. And Joe's an awesome catching instructor. Awesome. I don't know squat about catching. Never caught ever <laughs> at any level. I was a pitcher. I played third base. Uh, I, don't, I was a hockey goalie. I had enough of that, so I was good. <laughs> I don't want to play. I'm not going to be a catcher. No, thank you. No more yeah. balls off my hands or off my nuts or whatever. I'm done with that. Um, but he's a great instructor. And guys just yeah, – they eat him up, and he's got so much positive energy. It's awesome. I love I've loved watching him teach. And you know what the beauty of this is? Every one of the coaches – they love to teach baseball and they, none, none of them skate, none of them. They're working their butt off for us. And it's awesome. And they love the fact it may sound corny, but it's true. They love the fact that we love the game so much and we want to learn and we're sponges and they feed off that they're, you know, they're hitting ground balls and fly balls until it's dark. And they look at me and they go, Roots, these guys are animals. I mean, I've been, I've hit like, 1500 ground balls to them and they want more. And that's just the way it is. They, these guys are animals. So, and it's fun. Yeah. They have one coach told me, don't tell the guys I'm having more fun than they are. So it's, it's a blast. Everybody want the club for the, for the Padres. We used to hold it at the Padres complex in Arizona. He told me these are the only four days where everybody wants to be here throughout the whole year. And it's true. Every coaches want to come. Obviously, the players want to come. I want to come. It's awesome. So, yeah. and, and we have a video. So we also videotape everybody's swing. And we uh, go over video uh, with one of the hitting coaches. And, you know, guys that want to go over their, their swings can do that and, and compare day one to day three. And it's really pretty cool. It's, 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 an, it's an awesome concept, actually. It's, yeah, uh, it really is. I mean. Yeah, I don't give myself very many kudos in life. But that was a pretty good one. I came up with a good <laughs> Good idea. No, I, it's well deserved too. Because uh, I mean, I think that's how we got connected. You know, because 
I was on uh, uh, Facebook talking about, man, I'm trying to think about doing a, a spring training or something for, because Oklahoma City is a bit different like than some of these, like uh, the Roy Hobbs stuff going on in Florida or uh, the MSBL stuff in Arizona. I mean, some of the guys in, in Arizona, they're playing year round. Right. I mean, we don't even have age divisions in our league here. So it's, it's, wow. it's really quite small. And kind of one of the challenges is is uh, finding games and getting some playing time because, you know, we go from beginning of April to probably the end of July. And then we got to wait <laughs> until next April. You know what I'm like? Why aren't you, you got, why aren't you guys playing in August, September, or October? Isn't it beautiful weather? They used to do that, I think. I actually talked to one of the guys that organized, uh, used to kind of be really involved in that in from my understanding, I don't know the exact history, but when they left the MSBL for some reason, and then well, you, you actually can go onto the the website, and it, and it's it's pretty outdated. But you, you can see where, um, it, I'm sorry, the the Facebook page, and you can see where they used to have, uh, spring. I mean, summer, uh, fall and spring seasons. You know, mm -hmm. and I think it's just a it's probably just a matter of somebody just like you that's willing to just say, look, let's get this going. Cause there's my guess in Oklahoma city, there's plenty of oh uh, people that are, that want to play, you know, I would think there'd be tons of guys. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma city's a big city. I mean, it's not like, it's not like it's 30,000 people. No, yeah. no, it's, it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's like the 24th largest city in yeah, the U S or something like that. Play so, baseball. But yeah, um, so I mean, when I was posting around on Facebook about trying to do a spring training or something, that's when you chimed in and said, "Hey, you know, there's there's this thing that yeah. that you do. Of course, it's in December, but um, it was just it's just more of a like this whole world has just exploded to me. Like probably similar to what you felt like when you're like, what? There are grown men that play baseball, and that's exactly how I felt." back in when I started a year ago, but it wasn't until, um, I'm sorry, two years ago. It, it wasn't until I was invited to play in the MSBO World Series with our team this this past October that this whole world opened up to me of like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I don't and know the now, I think at one point there were like 40,000 MSBO members. I might be wrong. Oh my gosh, but yeah. A lot. And it's worldwide. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. entered, I think his name, I think he pronounces his name uh, Choba from from England. And then Olden McGill is on our, in our group from Ireland. And we got Australia. And they're, I've they're had everywhere. guys at camp from Australia. I've had them from Germany, England, and France. I didn't even know they had played I didn't amateur baseball in England and France and Germany. Yeah. And these guys are awesome. The kid, there's one kid. I feel so American saying that. That's a long trip. Australia to Florida. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I you know, I'm just kind of in like candy land here, you know, like I'm just kind of taking it all in. And then you drop in this, Oh, there's this camp that I do with all these professional coaches. And I'm like, I don't know if I can process it, man. This is like crazy. It's like, did you did you watch Tiger King? I did not. 
I heard about it. I, Dude, didn't, I don't think I could watch that. You have got to watch Tiger King. I don't think so. But not that it's any comparison of like value, because. Uh, but I kind of felt the same way about men's baseball in that in the sense of what? Like when I watch Tiger King, I'm like, there's this whole world of tiger people. Yeah. Like. I had no clue about, and this guy is from Oklahoma, actually, you know, this, this, the Tiger King is an Oklahoma guy, and, um, but apparently there's this whole world of Tiger people that exists, and that's kind of, like, how I felt about when I learned about men's baseball, I'm like, you know, it's like, there's this whole world that's just happening all around me with this game that I gave so much of my life to, you know, and I have spent... 20 years, you know, before I got in, uh, I, I stopped playing college ball after my freshman year. <clears throat> and then a 20 year hiatus, I was 39 years old when uh, a, just so happens a dad on one of the teams that my daughter played on uh, said, hey, you know, we need to get, we're running low on players this week, can we get a sub? And I'm like, uh, for softball, like men's softball? He's like, no, it's men's baseball. And I'm like, what? What is this you speak of? No, it's crazy. And where How'd has you this do been? It the first game after not having hit against live pitching for a while? How'd you do? Uh, say that again. How did you do at your first games not having swung a bat for a long time? I went, dude. Okay, so I, you talk about kudos here. I went three for five, Sweet. and I, I, you know, they asked me to join the team after that. So I mean, sure. I jacked. I, I I hit really well, and. Um, and finished out the season doing really well, but I was then I was like, man, you know, my my senior year of high school, I hit twenty bombs, you know, and then um, I didn't play much in college, so I don't have any home runs under my belt there. But I was like, uh, man, I wonder if I can hit a home run again. And then so last season I ended with three home runs, and then I went to the MSBO World Series. And one of the most disappointing elements about that series was how big those fields are. Oh, yes. 420 dead center. Why huge. It's Major League Field. It was bigger. I, I've been to a lot of Major League Fields. I haven't seen one 420 dead center. Yeah, there are, there are but yeah, that's, they're huge. They're huge. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, long, uh, and if so outfield, it's a long throw into the infield on a, <laughs> a ball to the wall. But you know, I your relay I guys got to bust uh, his ass to get out there and get your throw. It's a long <laughs> way. And I hit at least at least four, and I ha- actually have those posted on our YouTube channel. But I hit at least four um, that would have been gone at most college fields, all these high school fields for sure. I right. mean, so I had a good, it, and I think that was what, that experience in in uh, Arizona is really what sparked this, this, reignited this love I have for the game, and then of course the B top group started growing. So this is supposed to be about you, John, not about me. I don't know. No, what but I'm what doing. you're doing is so cool. You know, thanks for doing what you do. You're spreading baseball love. That's what it's about. That's what yeah. it's about. It's about love of the game. And so yeah. I know some of these guys that come like I said, coach their kids. So at least they've got a knowledge base of what to do right so they can go home and teach their kids how to play the game right. You know, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I these, coaches can, these coaches are working 
a long, it's a long season. They don't have to come to this camp. They don't, they're not getting rich doing my camp, but they love, they love the game. Right. So, you know, a lot of them think it's, uh, it's almost like an, a duty for them just to, to yeah. s- spread their knowledge. Well, yeah, there's a, a guy that I used to play ball with um, that played um, uh, all the way up into AAA ball. Uh, his name's Brian Bergamy, and he, he uh, recently, I saw him post on Facebook, I think uh, several coaches, I don't know if it had to do with COVID or whatever, but several coaches are losing their jobs and things like that. And he got on there and he really encouraged coaches like him that weren't coaching. Uh, I think he I think he was actually coaching for the Cardinals up in, do they have a, they have a team up in New York? I don't know, but I wouldn't think so, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But minor league I, I know um, minor maybe it wasn't the Cardinals, but he, uh, I think apparently he uh, was released from his contract and, uh, but he was online encouraging all these coaches that he knows, like, look, if you're in the situation I'm in, he said, put your focus in uh, amateur ballers and uh, high school ballers. And he's like, there's still a lot of work to be done and a lot of room to to be able to use these skills to help these people and so it really just kind of warmed my heart to to hear him say that because i think the this is one of my biggest pet peeves with our culture in baseball is that we tell our kids you know uh this is a great game it's awesome and we want we want them to have the same experiences we had when we were in school with it but you know when if you don't go on to play college ball or professional ball you're going to hang it up. Why are we telling them that? You know, there's, we don't do that with basketball or tennis or no. soccer or even softball. But with baseball, you got to hang it up. And so I walk into like one of our local um, training facilities and me and my son, I'll throw him around a batting practice. Then he'll turn around. He's, he's 11 years old. He'll turn around. He'll throw me up around. And I get looks from all these grownups. Like, what in the world is this? Gr- and it's, I feel a little bit embarrassed, you know? And it shouldn't be just like jealous. that. <laughs> What'd you say? They're just jealous. Yeah, that's what I tell myself. <laughs> it's true. They want well, to be taken There space. probably is some truth to that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, but we need... Game, like, man. It's a good and, and you can play it at any level. It does, you know, there are tournaments for guys 65 and up. I mean, yeah. I'm 65. They're guys in my age that are playing in tournaments now. I mean, it's what a beautiful thing. Are we going to be able to get hot shots down the line at third and bend over? Probably not. Probably not. It's probably going to get by you. But you know what? Everybody's in the kind of the same boat. Body doesn't work the same at 65 as it did at 30. It's just nature. Right. But, you know, I think the oldest division in MSBL in, in Arizona was like 72 or something. Yeah, I think there was a 70 up or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And there's Crazy. that organization in Phoenix called uh, TOTS, like Tucson Old... No, sorry, it's Tucson. Tucson Old Timers. They play like 100 games a year. Wow. So, I'm not familiar with that. That's yeah, cool. It's, it's really cool. So, yeah. man, I mean, let me make sure I got your... Um, what, I'm on, you can't see this, but on the screen I have your name. and uh, uh, Tell people your website. Oh, the website is pro-ball.com. Okay, and that's what I got. We're pretty much sold out for the first camp 
uh, is December two through five of 2021. But the Pirates just let me know that the very next week, so that would be nine through 12, is open. So if I can get enough guys to sign up for a camp through uh, December 9th through the 12th, I'll hold it. Because we've already got 70 or 71 signed up for the earlier December camp. And I want to keep it small. I could probably have 100 guys, but I don't want to do that. It's The whole purpose is to get individual instruction from these major league coaches. So right. I'll keep it small. I mean, that's the yeah. beauty of it. So. Well, you know, maybe uh, in the future, you and I can talk about a way to get this into Oklahoma City. I'd love it. I mean, the Do- Dodgers feel. You know what? You could. I could probably do it in the summer, but not with major league coaches because they're they're already they're working, but retired or fired um, ex major league coaches, and do do a weekend camp somewhere. Do a hitting camp. We could do yeah. it. I mean, that'd be awesome. It would be, There's yeah. The, the guys that are out of baseball that would love to make some extra money, you know. Yeah. Coaches yeah, don't we make have a the, lot of money. You know, your average major league fan must think that, you know, these major league coaches make big bucks. Unless you're a big time hitting coach or a pitching coach, you're not making big money. You're really not. Right. It's, uh, it's surprising. Yeah. And, the, and well, the, a lot of them sign one year deals, so it's a year to year kind of a thing. It's a tough business. And there's oh, so many coaches waiting to get in, take their jobs. The front office are like, well, whatever. If you don't want to take this pay, then see ya. There are 100 guys just waiting. Take your job. It's, it's tough. It's uh, the, the romantic side of baseball business. It's not, it isn't romantic. It's hardcore. It's tough. So um, I don't know if you do you know Edward Lamar? Oh, he just he just gave us a shout out. Said hi, Josh uh-huh. and John. He's he's watching. Oh, hi, Edward. No, but hi. Yeah. If anybody <laughs> has any questions, I mean, I'd I'd be I'll give you my uh, email address, and then you just shoot me an email, and I'll be happy to answer any questions. It's N O M A R, like Nomar Garcia Para. N O M A R F A N at Pac Bell P A C B E L L dot net. Okay. So give me a shout. Make sure I. I post that in the comments and I'll put that in the, the uh, description on the YouTube video too. Um, the, Oh, sorry. So the, we have the Oklahoma city Dodgers in uh, the triple a team here. I mean, the field is beautiful. So we could, I think you could get a pretty good camp down here. Oh, I'd love it. Get all these people. Seriously. Let's work on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, let's players, definitely talk about it for the I'll future. Coaches, yeah, they're, you know they're going to. If we do it in summer, they'll, they'll be, you know, like Jim Presley's a great hitting coach, and he's he was a hitting coach for the uh, Diamondbacks and the Orioles and one mm-hmm. other team. And he comes to the camp. He's great. He yeah. loves baseball. He's out of you know. He's not out of the game. He's out of the game now. But he's an mm-hmm. awesome teacher. And it's you- fun. Have you um, had any coaches from the Oklahoma City Dodgers organization come up to your camp and help? No, no, no. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, there used to—I can't remember their names. There used to be some pretty big names down here. Um, I can't. There, it escapes me right now. But um, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. But yeah, you, yeah. Um, you do this once a year, but there might be a second week. So I just want to make sure people understand that. And. Uh, like from everything that I read on your Facebook, it sounds like 
part of the reason it filled up so fast in January was because uh, you guys had some cancel late. You had to cancel last year, right? Because of COVID. We didn't, we didn't cancel. We did it. We had a a small camp. We had 40, I think we had 41 uh, last December, but there were a lot of guys from the, from New York and Massachusetts that, they couldn't get out if they had if they went to Florida they'd have to go back home and quarantine for two right. weeks they couldn't do that for their jobs so they canceled so I gave them credit for this year um, oh. so that's why they're coming and there were, I think there were thirty one cancellations which is a lot I mean we yeah. would have had seventy another seventy guys right. last year um, so that's why it filled up so fast anyway. Yeah. But I, I, I'm willing to bet that for the viewers that are listening to this, that I wouldn't tarry too long if you're wanting to get signed up because my guess is that this second week is going to fill up. I hope so. I think it, I think it will. Um, and, I mean, I know the coaches would love to come, and, and, you know, they make money, so it's good for them, and then they, they get another four days away from the house, away from the right. wives and kids, so it's good for them, too. And, I, and the, as far as I know, the wives, it's funny because the coaches are away all, all year, a long time, from mid-February till the end of September or even into mm-hmm. October if the teams go postseason. And so once they go home, it's all lovey-dovey, but a week later the wives are like, okay – I, when are you getting out of the house again? So they're so used to running the show with the kids and running the household that well, uh, right. the, coaches, the coaches are doing the wives a favor by going to camp and the coaches <laughs> like getting out of the house too. So it's a win-win. No kid. Okay. Yeah. Well, man, John, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, oh, thank you. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to uh, wrap this video up, but if you would just hang tight while I wrap this up and then, uh, um, I'll, uh, cause I want to say goodbye to you instead of doing you it bet. the, the media way and just saying, see you, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks guys. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for being here. You bet. Okay. Let me get myself back on screen here. All right, everybody. really appreciate you guys taking the time out to watch BTOP live. We finally had John Rubin out on, which is such a treat because the guy is really doing a lot of amazing things. I just want to remind you guys that if you're probably watching this, you're um, uh, watching this on Facebook right now. Uh, but I want to remind you guys to go ahead and go to our uh, Facebook uh, page, which you see the UR or the the handle right there on your screen, and like our page. But we also have an Instagram too um, uh, to go and check that out. And it just just all all baseball training for older people is about is trying to advance. Um, uh, the, the game of men's baseball. And so uh, I really appreciate what John's doing, and I can't wait to get out to Pirate City and, and have some fun. So, well, um, we'll have another guest uh, hopefully this Sunday, but if not, just be hanging tight, and we'll, we'll get somebody on there. So uh, have a good day.